At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The following is an exclusive presentation of the Carolina Panthers and the National Football League. Yeah! Touchdown! This is Panther Talk with head coach Matt Rule on the Carolina Panthers radio network. Bad snap over the head of Hurts. He goes back to get it, but lost oh. it. It's free in the end zone. The Panthers fall on oh, it. No. Now lose it out of the back of the end zone. It's a safety. I do know that it should bother them. It should bother them to have a game in control and lose it. Um, that's not who we are. That's not our brand, but we let it happen today. And now, along with Jim Zoki and Eugene Robinson, here's Mick Mixon with Panther Talk. Live from the Panthers broadcast facility at Bank of America Stadium. Start off by going to Eugene Robinson, who, for those who do not know, played 16 years in the NFL. While we wait on Coach Rule to join us, as he normally does at the top, Eugene, I thought about you a lot today, thinking about this show and experiences you've had with powerful football teams. Green Bay and Seattle come to mind where, for for whatever reason, you had one, you had it, you felt like you had control of the game but just couldn't close the deal. Are those losses uh, the most painful kind in the regular season? Yeah, absolutely. Those losses hurt. They hurt big time. When, you, when you're in control of a game, as the Panthers were in control of that game, defensively you say, hey, if they don't score anymore, we win the game. Offensively you say, hey, let's bury these guys. The fact that they let these guys hang around, hang around, hang around, and a lot of it because of missed opportunity, it just leaves a sour taste in your mouth. And then you got to get quickly get over that game, and hopefully that is not contagious. You know, mm-hmm. So you got to really go ahead in the next game to have an output of like you know, 30, 40 points, 40 points. You're trying, to, you're trying to blow these guys out the window because you have the capability of doing that. And if you don't do that, then it settles in that, hey, what type of team are we? What, who are we? What, what, who are we? And the Panthers have to answer that question offensively. Who are they? And you don't want one loss to beat you twice because you're you're stewing on it. You know, they always say the right things, and you practice. Yes. You, you, your goal is to win every week, but to sometimes you get out there, you don't want that to unfold. But uh, this feels like the kind of team that uh, that is built to have good character people, people that are winners that focus. They always talk about one and zero. So you treat each one, whether it's a win or a loss, as an individual event instead of you know looking at all seventeen and trying to figure out oh this one, not that one, and those kind of things. So as a player. In terms of the preparation part of that, how do you go about things maybe a little bit differently on a week like this? No, I think you're going to prepare the same way. But I, if I'm Sam Darnold, I'm thinking, man, I threw the ball behind on a couple of times and allowed for interceptions. I got to get that ball on the front side. I got to get the, release that ball a little bit sooner uh, and lead the receiver. Whether we're talking about the out that was or whether we're talking about the two interceptions by Slay, the ball was still thrown behind. And it was an easy pitch and catch. Well, guess what? As you prepare – I'm preparing all week. Get that ball on the front side. No interceptions in practice. Make sure that ball is out in time. Make sure I step in, I step up and throw the rock on my front foot. Get some torque into it. You're thinking all those things as you approach the next game. And you should be thinking those things because you don't want an interception to get you. It's different if the ball's tipped. That's a different. But when the ball's thrown behind, that's something you can control. 
And that's something that he can control, and he will work on this week. I can't verify it, but I've heard it said, and it's believable, that the Panthers have the largest number of first- and second-year players on the roster of any other team in the NFL. Really? Is there something to the process of learning that a young football team learning how to win a game like this? Yeah, and I think it's even more detail than that. The situation that happened with uh, with Daly, Daly getting beat on a couple of assignments, okay? Well, he was working with uh, Moten, and now he's not working with Moten. And so now, okay, maybe some of the chemistry might not be there. I, I'm not sure. But there's something to be said about working with the same group of guys that you win, lose slowly on the offensive line to protect your quarterback and to allow runs. All right. Is uh, Coach ready? Coach is ready. All right, so Coach Matt Rule joins us now. And, Coach, thanks for joining us for a few minutes. It's Jim with Mick and Eugene. And, uh, obviously, you've had a chance to look at the film and, and hash it up with your staff and so forth. Maybe – Maybe the top two or three things as you go back and look at the game that kind of come to your mind that uh, things to work on this week. Well, I think um, uh, number one, we have to do a much better job on special teams. Um, when we've won games, our special teams have have helped us. Um, and in this game, they you know they really hurt us. I thought there were some positives. I thought Zane did a nice job kicking some long field goals. Mm-hmm. But you know, anytime you go into a game and you give up a big return and you have a punt blocked and have a penalty on special teams to start the half. That's obviously unacceptable and, and um, has to be corrected. And then, as you guys were talking about, as I got onto the broadcast, you know, we have to be better up front on the offensive line. Um, I think I think the, the run game is, is getting better, but our protection game, um, we, we can't ask a quarterback to play under duress. And so, have to be better in the protection game. And then finally, I think defensively, we played a really a, a excellent game for for three three and a half quarters. And in the fourth quarter, um, some plays that they had run all game that we had stopped. You know, quarterback pulling the ball on his own read. Um, we just have to we have to be better on those as well. So um, uh, we, we have a lot to improve upon and, uh, you know, thankfully have another chance to play again this week and try to get better at it. Coaches, Mick, you um, you won't be the first coach to have ever said, you know, do your job and, and you see try to see a lot, you see a little, et cetera. But you very eloquently discussed this today when you met with the media, that 19-minute uh, Matt Rule Press Exchange is, is on Panthers.com, and anybody can look at it, and I hope you will. But I'm just wondering, Coach, for this audience, will you kind of re-go over the importance of young players, a young team, learning how important it is for them to to, to have that singular focus on their job and not not try to, 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 to broaden their, their responsibilities on a play? Yeah, I mean, I think anytime you get to down late in the game and – guys want to win the game I mean, we have such unselfish guys and um they, they want to win the game but what ends up happening is that when you sometimes when you try to go make a play you end up making a play for the other team and yes it's it's it, it, good teams are built on trust trust of the system trust of your teammate trust of yourself and your technique and so what we want to do is we want to do our job first and then with tremendous effort and energy and hustle go go make plays um, quite often, if you're doing your job, you're not going to make a play. If you're in your gap, they're not going to run it there. So uh, what, what happened in that ball game is, you know, got down late in the game. Uh, guys start to feel the pressure of the moment. Guys all of a sudden want to go make a play, and they do something uncharacteristic, and, and the opponent takes advantage of it. So uh, we have to learn that. It's, it's, it's something that's it's not a quick fix. It's not easy. Sometimes it doesn't look, you know, you want, you're looking for something more. Uh, but but when you turn the tape on, you realize there were some self-inflicted wounds in that game that if we just if we just handle our jobs, never happen. And, and coach, I've been given this question. It happened yesterday, 
and we talk about the offensive line and how the offensive line was been inter- interchangeable with guys moving in and out. And the question was to me, do you stick with the same offensive line or do you move in parts and pieces? And I know what my response was about continuity and chemistry because I believe there's something to be said about having the same guys in there. I wonder what are your thoughts? Well, we've only really moved anyone out uh, when someone's gotten hurt, right? So so uh, Pat Elfline was the starter. Um, you know, he got banged up, so we, we moved Dave, Dave Daly in at left guard. Cam Irving has been the starter at left tackle. He got hurt um, going into the Dallas game and then in the Dallas game, and then that forced us to make a move. So, uh, you know, we, 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 we want our players to get comfortable playing in one position. Uh, I think the more the communications echoed, the more um, you get used to doing things on the same side. It's not ideal to take a right tackle and move them over to left tackle on two days' notice. Um, but when guys get hurt, you know, we have to adjust. So um, going into that ball game. You know, you're, you're down several players who started for you and uh, on, on the offensive line, you know, in the secondary. And you just have to trust that those guys are going to go out and get the job done and, and give them an opportunity. So, so, yes, I agree with you. You, you want to start with those. You want to play the guys in the positions you've trained them in all offseason, all, all training camp. You don't want to be playing musical chairs. But when you have injuries, um, sometimes it forces you to do that. And, uh, you know, we've, we've been a banged up team. Um, uh, so that, that's forced us to make some moves. So more of a, a big picture philosophical question to have you respond to. And you used the word pain today. If you can learn from this pain and, and, and grow from it and, and change the way you play a certain way, uh, then you can you can down the road benefit from that. And the goal is always to go 1-0 and each week. But in this loss, uh, do you feel like there's such a thing as bad wins where it kind of masks not good play? And maybe in this case, a good loss where what happened can be made into something good moving forward from this point. Yeah, well, there's nothing good about what happened yesterday. You know, I mean, we, 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 we want to win that game. Uh, we need to win that game. Um, all, all that being said, I think everything that happens, we try to learn from, right? So, you know, if you live in the past, you die in the present. So we don't live in the past, but we try to learn from the past. And you're exactly right. You know, th- this game was very similar to the Jets game, a game where we struggled, you know, to protect the quarterback, couldn't really get a ton of explosive plays defensively we played great and then at the end they came kind of came back and made it a game and um, we were able to make one more play than they made in this game it was very similar except our special teams really really didn't you know make the play in fact you know they, they made the play on special teams to win the game and so um, you know there, there's a lot to learn from um, but you know after every game there's there's good things there's bad things you, you, you try to correct the bad things you try to uh, you know continue to build on the good things and, and that, that's what we're trying to do you know it's a long season uh, we, we need to get better. We need to improve every week. We need to try to go one and zero every week. And so, uh, we didn't accomplish our mission of going one and zero last week. Um, uh, we have we have got to do that this week. And uh, um, you know that I think when you have that approach, you don't you don't go up and down. You can be consistent. Matt Rule on Panther Talk Live. This is fascinating to me, Coach. I've just got a football question for you because I I just you know I'd like all of us want to learn. So the ball is snapped over Jalen Hurts's head. You got guys scrambling back there. It looked like to my untrained eye that Sean Chandler made what could have been a heady play by trying to knock Hertz out of the way first and then get on it. It didn't work out that way, but what are the coaching what's your coaching metric and, and, and the mechanics of what guys should do in that situation? Yeah, you know, I, I think uh, we we don't spend probably spend a lot of time coaching that, you know, at the end of the day, when the ball's in the ground, we want our guys to go in and, and get it. You know, if there's a guy about to recover it, it's a really smart move to hit him. So he can't recover it first. 
uh, that was a great opportunity for us to, to dive on the ball and, and we weren't able to do so, but, you know, as I said to the guys, you know, they had to punt us the ball back, but it was an opportunity for us to go right down and, and instead of just getting seven, make it, make it nine, you know? So um, our situational football, which we've been really good at, wasn't great in that game, you know, um, would have loved to have gotten that fumble, but we got the ball back. We drove the ball to midfield, um, di didn't get it done. And, and then they went down in fact, and, and, uh, and kicked a field goal. So what could have been a really positive thing for us, um, uh, you know, we just didn't quite take advantage of, but on that fumble, you know, balls on the ground, we want our guys to go fight for the ball. They were, they were playing hard. They were playing with effort and energy. And uh, sometimes the ball just takes a bad bounce, which it did on that play. And coach, how do you personally handle this of, you got to be able to get on your team, but you don't want to destroy the confidence of your team and the players and how well guys have been playing the nucleus and all the chemistry that you have, that the, the team has displayed. So how do you personally get on a guy but not destroy a guy's confidence? We just watched the tape together. Uh, that's all we did today. We watched the tape. And, um, you know, they're like guys, guys will say, hey, I got to do this better, or hey, I did this really well. And to me, you know, I, I think when you, you know, it's going to sound corny, but when you remove the emotion of winning and losing and go back to just the football of it, there's lots of good things and there's things that we need to improve. And, and to me, um, you know, my, my job isn't to be liked, um, but my job is, is to be honest with guys and trying to be honest with guys. And I always start with me first. Here, here's, here's what I have to do better than I go to coaches. Here's, you know, we have to do better. And then as a team, here's what we all have to do better. And, um, you know, if we can be really honest with each other and not emotional, but honest. And at the same time, understand that we're all in it together. You know, not any one player, not any one position, not any one play lost that game, just like not any one player position or game uh, play won. you know, the game against the Texans. So if we can build off of, Hey, this is what we need to do moving forward. Um, th then we'll get better. And I think part of that's having the right guys. And we certainly have the right guys in this locker room, guys who want to win, who want to do things well, um, and, and understand that, hey, if, if, if we just improve, if we can just correct some of these mistakes, uh, we can be a way better team. Rookie Chuba Hubbard uh, didn't look like he was lacking any confidence uh, heading into this uh, team from the first day, but how, has he, how have you seen his NFL confidence grow and adding to that with 100 yards and five catches? Is he doing all the things that you expect out of him? Yeah, I mean, he's getting better. I mean, he, he had a chance for some, some big plays, had a couple nice runs, called back provided us some emotional, you know, uh, not emotional, some explosive uh, plays, which we haven't had necessarily out of the run game, had a 26-yard run early on um, and, and was physical, played hard, uh, you know, so he, he's just going to get better and better and better. Look forward to getting Christian back and pairing him with Chuba, uh, you know, giving Chuba uh, an increased role um, than what he had earlier in the year. And uh, he's earning our confidence and, um, you know, I think he'll get better and better and better as time moves on. Fantastic, Coach. Thanks for your words. Appreciate you, and good luck this week preparing for Minnesota. Thank you, Coach. Thanks, guys. All right, thank you. All right, Matt Rule on Panther Talk. That's a fantastic football coach. I, I love – I well just said. like hearing him talk. I mean, it's inspirational to hear uh, the, the leadership fabric of Coach Rule. And talking about taking out the emotion of the, of the game and then looking at the film, I mean, and just getting to the basics of football, I mean, that's really good coaching. Very good coaching. I like it. All right, we'll be back with some – Broadcast roundtable. One of my favorite things to do is chop it up with you guys, even though I don't always act like I like it. We're not in the business to be liked. We have right. jobs to do. <laughs> I thought you really tolerated this segment with us. <laughs> yeah, some nights better than others. We'll take a short break, come back with that. Thanks for being a part of Panther Talk. It's on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. 
go behind the scenes of the Carolina Panthers. Join Kristen Balboni, Darren Gant, and Will Bryan for the Happy Half Hour. Each week, the gang covers all things relating to your Carolina Panthers, both on and off the field. The Happy Half Hour and all our Panthers podcasts are available now on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Alexa. This is Panther Talk, brought to you by Bank of America, official bank of the Carolina Panthers. You know, every loss stings. I think that's that's the biggest thing for me. Um, you know, it, it stings just as much to me, at least, as last week. Um, you know, I think we just got to, I think, you know, this week in particular, we just, we didn't execute the way that we wanted to. I mean, there were some good things in the Dallas game, but again, a loss is a loss, and you know, it's always it's always frustrating when you, um, you know, you got a lead at halftime and things are kind of going well, um, and you know, you just can't. At least offensively, we couldn't get anything going, couldn't find a rhythm. It's always going to be frustrating. Panther talk continues on the Carolina Panthers radio network. Mick, Eugene, the Zoke with you on Panther talk. I'm glad you brought it up, Zoke, with Coach Rule that last segment because I had written it down. A comment that Coach Rule made today during his uh, media interchange and I'll get the words wrong but basically and Zoke touched on it with coach rule if we can trade the pain of this loss for fixing the reasons for the loss moving forward then it will have been worth what we're going through now does that make any sense that makes to a, you, Eugene? that makes a lot of sense a- a- absolutely you, you you gotta go ahead and repair the breaches and, and fix what's what's wrong and be honest with yourself if you did something wrong or if you didn't communicate or you were in the wrong position or you got dirty eyes or whatever the situation may be, you have to be really, really honest with yourself because that's the only way that you move forward. Because if you're not, you're, you're going to repeat the same mistakes. And you don't want to repeat the same mistakes because they're painful. And then here's the other thing that's painful. Man, they will fire you. <laughs> that, that's, this is National Football League. They will find somebody else to do your job. They bring in guys Tuesday on your day off, and they're trying out for your position. You need to know that. You need to know that. They can go get Amon Gilliam. They, they, uh, Stephon uh, Gilliam, I mean, they, they can go get him. Somebody's expendable. So you have to do your job. And this is National Football League. And the more that you do your job, the more that you're honest with yourself, the better a team you become. No doubt about that in my mind. And at this level, you know, it's, it's two different things. It's, it's like, yes, I'm going to fixate. I'm going to study uh, like Matt Paradis was talking today, is like we're going to work this week on execution and technique and fundamentals and all those things. But then you also have to physically do that against the best in the planet. So on one hand, like you say that, but you also have to do that. That gets back to your part. It's like this is the highest level. And sometimes you can prepare and you can be really good, but they're really great. And hopefully you're the one that's great and they're just good and, and you win that battle. But that's kind of what it's about is that uh, that your film study can only take you so far. And at some point, you've actually got to show it on the football field for three hours out there and make sure that uh, that's where it's happening, not just in practice or just looking at tape all week, right? We'll ask Scott Fitterer shortly about the um, Stephon Gilmore pickup, and uh, we'll talk about about that. I need some help with this. I heard about this today. didn't really know it in the moment, but apparently Robbie Anderson had uh, throw the helmet down on the sideline, a moment of frustration, and was, I guess, desirous of some different route combinations or possibly a double-move route against the coverage he was seeing. Is this just normal, you, you just let let off a little steam 
on the sideline? Is this, is this the type of thing that just happens in, in the frustration of a moment of a game when things are not going well and is, and is fine so long as it doesn't get personal between players and coaches, coaches and players? If I am being honest, I bet you this is more of a buildup of the fact that early you weren't targeted, you're trying to go ahead and get in the thing, you're not the, you're not the main guy. You came off the last year being stellar, but now you got to find your way as find your fit and that fit has not happened, I think that's the frustration. So now you say, I should have had a double move. I should have had this move. I should have did a snag. I should have did a, a burst. I should have done all this stuff. Put me, put me in, Coach, so you can see what I can go ahead and do. But this is a team game, and the quarterback has the ball, and he has to deliver and delegate that ball to he sees fit and the guys that are open that he sees. If you're running a route that's a clear route that could potentially be a, a, that you're getting open, who cares? If you got guys in your face, you got to get the ball out to somebody in the flat right now. So you got to go ahead and realize, I know this frustrating. You haven't gotten the, the rock as much as you wanted to get the rock, but this is still a team game. It really is. And so buy your frustration, okay, put it down, and put that team first. Well, the, the, the effort was made. He was targeted seven times. It just two, this, two completions. Yeah. And, I, and if it was specifically that tirade, if it was about double moves, there was no time to set up double moves for the quarterback. No. <laughs> the quarterback is <laughs> the single move. Really well. yeah. Quarterback's trying to fight for his life. How about, there, a, man. How about to... a quick slant? <laughs> yeah. Coach, why don't you use more misdirection? Because direction isn't. <laughs> Direction's not making it right for me right now. All right. Injury updates are brought to you by Ortho Carolina. <laughs> well, we, we, we were optimistic last week, so I guess we're, we're extra optimistic. We Christian are. McCaffrey might come back this week. Uh, we'll see if he's uh, ready with a hamstring injury. I don't think – did we have anything happen bad yesterday in the injuries? I didn't think so. So as far as we know, everything went okay yesterday on that front. Your personalized orthopedic care begins with the click of a mouse. Schedule your next appointment online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, your care. Your way. I'm uh, going to break and just say this little quick thing, and it doesn't have as anything to do really with the Robbie Anderson deal, but I guess it could on football teams okay. where receivers want the ball. Yes. They're harping, chirping at the quarterback. Yes. I heard a basketball coach years ago in a preseason press conference with uh, an offensive, with a lot of offensive, a lot of good shooters coming back. Coach, how are you going to make all these, with just one basketball, how are you going to make all these guys happy? He said, it's not my job to make them happy. It's their job to make me happy. And I said, yes. Yes. Metaphoric for parenting, metaphoric for life, Absolutely. metaphoric for existence, its own self. And Robbie Anderson, you are a beast. There's no doubt about that. Your you're, ability is undeniable. So that's part of the team. When you get a chance to shine, shine. 100%. All right, when we come back, going to talk to A.J. Boye, defensive back extraordinary like the Carolina Panthers. It's next on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Panthers Hall of Honor members Jordan Gross and Jake DeLome are back for another season of Jordan and Jake. Each week, Jordan and Jake share their thoughts on Panthers news, take a trip down memory lane, and keep you updated on Jordan's farm and Jake's horses. Jordan and Jake and all our Panthers podcasts are available now on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Alexa. This is Panther Talk, brought to you by Coke, official fan refreshment of the Carolina Panthers. Credit to them, they made plays, you know, uh, offensively we could not 
they could not uh, flip the field, go down and get enough points to, you know, to get them out of their game. And they hit the deep ball, they blocked a punt, they, they, um, they took advantage of some things that uh, they hadn't done up until that point. So uh, really disappointing when you have control of a game and lose it like we did. Uh, but a lot of credit goes to them. Back to Mick Mixon, Jim Silkey, and Eugene Robinson with Panther Talk on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. On our radio broadcast of Philadelphia at Carolina, we called A.J. Boye's name quite a lot. Made some good plays, A.J. How do you feel like you played yesterday? Uh, felt pretty good. Uh, Could have de- did better in the second half um, overall as a unit. And just me, certain things I gave up. But overall, we flew around to the ball. Uh, a lot of stuff to work on, but I think it was a good performance. A.J., what's your take on where this defense is now and, and what needs to be learned from yesterday's game? Um, we're getting better and better. We, uh, if I take anything from this game, it's just that we have to win all 60 minutes. Uh, we can't let our foot off the pedal. Um, just even sudden change, we have to win those situations. Uh, we were better in the red zone than we have been, but it's not good enough to our standard. We hear the phrase holding one another accountable being tossed around by you players. What does that mean to you? That just means, you know, doing our job, not trying to do too much to make a play, just trusting our teammates that they're going to do their job so that we don't have to go out of our way. So that's really it. Uh, The preparation throughout the week, that's not the problem. Our guys are working hard. Now it's just on Sundays making sure that we're doing our job. Got some new additions to the defensive back room. Do you know Stefan Gilmore personally? Um, not personally. I've, uh, I had interactions with him as far as like scrimmaging against him, playing against him. I've always studied his games since South Carolina. But just to finally be around him in the locker room, man, he's a good guy, you know, quiet dude, but he's always talking football with us and just getting acclimated here. How about C.J. Henderson, A.J.? What are your conversations been like with him? Just quiet, you know. But, no, I, I love messing with CJ, man. I know he doesn't like to talk a lot, but uh, we let him know, like, we're here for him, man. We're just excited that he's here. and We're just always trying to make sure that he's getting better and just progressing. A.J. Boy on Panther Talk, just a couple of last things. You can't believe everything you read, but I, I think I read that your mom died when you were fairly young, passed away of cancer. Is that true, A.J.? Uh, yeah. Uh, before I was two years old, my dad raised me most of the time. And he was a corrections officer. What was that like being raised with that kind of structure and discipline? That's, that's the main thing right there, structure and discipline. Uh, he was very strict. Um, he got me into football early. And then once he remarried to my stepmom, he just kind of started going away from work and started getting more involved in me as far as high school, uh, AU basketball, and things like that. But it was tough growing up just having him – always on me that's the best way to describe but it just like you said helped me just to be more disciplined a great work ethic as you got older did you tighten it up and get to be kind of a friend father son thing it's a it was a love-hate relationship just because of how strict he was but he doesn't regret it at all um and I don't either but we have a great relationship now you know he's always there for my kids my family and just everything that he does for us I'm just so appreciative Fantastic. Thanks for sharing that part of your life and talking some football with us, AJ. Appreciate it, and good luck moving forward. Thank you. Panther Talk continues right after this. Listening to your favorite Carolina Panthers podcast has never been easier. Simply download the Amazon Alexa app, add the Carolina Panthers skill, and say, Alexa, play Carolina Panthers. Now playing Carolina Panthers. Be sure to also add the Carolina Panthers flash briefing to your morning routine. For more information, visit Panthers.com.
This is Panther Talk, brought to you by Atrium Health, because you deserve to live your best life, and we're here to help. Uh, well, we just got to finish the fight. You know, we got to um, just do our jobs. We got to hold each other accountable. You know, a lot of stuff was self-inflicted. You know, um, we got to be better against the uh, quarterback run game. You know, just overall got to be better. Got to be able to finish that game. Got to get the win right there. Panther Talk continues on the Carolina Panthers radio network. In the brief time that we've known the GM of the Carolina Panthers, Scott Fitterer, he always seems to have an optimistic demeanor and a smile on his face. Is today a little bit prickly for you and your staff, though, Scott, after the events of yesterday? Yeah, it was a disappointing day yesterday, and I think everybody, you know, was a part of it. It was offense, it was defense, it was special teams, and, you know, from the personnel department, I think we all have to look at ourselves as well, and everybody has to take accountability for it. And, uh, you know, not to all on it, you have to learn from it and turn the page. What's next? We have to get ready for Minnesota. We can't let it linger. But it's really important that we each look at each other, or ourselves in the mirror and make those changes. You know, what can I do better and take responsibility for this? More about that in a second. Uh, you ministered to some great teams in Seattle. Scott, Even did some of those seasons even have a loss in there where you came in kind of Monday morning feeling sad and scratching your head a bit? I think every season you have one loss that just really bothers you. It's a game that you should win. Um, and you just let it slip out of, your, out of your hands. And those are the ones that stick with you. Sometimes you lose and you go out there and you do things well. It's, sometimes it's just a better team. This is one where I think we have to, we're responsible for this loss. Like we could have done a lot better on all three phases of the game. And this one hurts. We asked Coach Rule a little bit earlier and, and the same question to you. What do you think that the lessons that this team would and should learn from, from this loss will be moving forward? Well, I think there's a lot of things you can learn, but it's just each doing your job as best as you can do it. Don't try to play outside yourself. Don't try to do someone else's job. Just take care of your job and be accountable for what you do. That's what we need to do. You still have a strong belief in this team and that, that this can be a special season in a lot of ways? Absolutely. I mean, this is this is a stumble, and this is something you learn from. And I think uh, this could make us better. I mean, you have two ways to go. You can let it bother you and, and snowball or you can make the changes now and make the corrections and get better. And that's it. We plan on getting better. I know every person in that locker room wants to do it. I know Matt wants to do it and our coaching staff, and that's what we're going to work to do. So much football left, too, and a great opportunity to get to get right. Uh, we've talked about the offensive line with you, Scott, the last few weeks, some changes in, in personnel and alignment yesterday. How did uh, Moten look over on the left side, and what did you think about Christensen at right tackle? I think everybody was adjusting to it. You know, obviously it wasn't good enough yesterday. Um, every, every offensive lineman would tell you they could have done better. Uh, and we're going to keep uh, we're going to keep working on it. And these guys are going back to work. We're going to uh, do our job on the personnel side. These guys, the players, are going to do their job out on the field making those corrections. And our coaches are going to find ways to put themselves in the best position to make plays. Recent ad, C.J. Henderson. How's he coming along now as a Panther? I think C.J. is doing really well. You know, he got a little more. He got a few more reps yesterday. Uh, I think he's you know learning the defense, and I only expect him to to take off from here. And the, the more he understands the defense, I think the faster he's going to play. And I think it's starting to click for him. Scott Fitterer on Panther Talk. We called A.J. Boye's name a couple times on the broadcast yesterday. Is he doing well? I think he's doing really well. He's such an instinctive guy, and he's got leadership to him. He's a smart football player. And uh, A.J. is going to help us for sure on the back end. We hadn't talked to you personally since the uh, Steph uh, Gilmore trade. You said that C.J. Henderson was not a short play, but it was a long play for this team. Do you feel the same way about the Gilmore addition? It definitely can be. You know, we're open to uh, doing something with him. 
you know, obviously uh, Dante's been here, and he's, he's playing really well this year. We'd love to keep Dante. You know, CJ's on a rookie deal. Uh, AJ's going to be here. You know, uh, Steph, Steph is definitely, you know, a guy that we'd like to have around. You know, his leadership and the, uh, the playmaking ability that he has, he can only help us. So uh, we just have to make sure, see how it all fits, see how he plays with us and how he fits in. But uh, I w- we would love to have him here. Let you go in a second, Scott Fitterer. Tell us about these Minnesota Vikings that are coming in and what's known about, uh, about this group of Norsemen. Yeah, it's a good football team. I mean, they're, they're throwing the ball well right now. And so we need to get after them on the pass rush up front. Um, and then on the other side of the ball, I think just continue the running game, whether it's Chuba, who handled himself really well uh, yesterday, whether it's Christian that's in there, and just make plays running the ball, let Sam you know, deliver the ball, play within the offense, and hit the guys that are open. And I think once we find our rhythm, uh, we'll be just fine on that side. Glad you mentioned Shuba Hubbard. Last thing for you, seemed like he was just this close, and I'm holding my thumb and forefinger about a half an inch apart to really breaking one yesterday. He had several where they just got him by the ankles or by the shoestrings. Shuba's uh, a big play guy, and you can see that he's got a speed back to where he had it two years ago. You know, I know last year in college he was a little bit hampered uh, by some injuries, didn't quite play as fast. But uh, you know, Coach and I were talking on the field midweek. He's got that burst back, and what I really like about Shuba from preseason to now. He's running tough. Like he's lowering his shoulder. He's fighting through the first hits. He's fighting for those extra yards. And he's really grown, really, just in the past month as a runner. And we're excited about his future and how he's going to uh, complement uh, Christian in the backfield. Very good. Scott Fitter, GM Carolina Panthers. We appreciate the consistency and the way you do your job, Scott. It means a lot to us. Thank you, and good luck this week. Great. Thank you. What's your expectation, the Zoke and Jenny Robb, for um, Christian McCaffrey? possibly back this week, and uh, what kind of effectiveness he could bring to his first game back. He said it like he was ready to go last week, but uh, you know, Eugene could speak to this the most of anyone is, you know, with a hamstring injury especially, you can feel fine, but once you get certain injuries, that's a recurring injury, as they say. Uh, so you can feel fine and ready to go, and then you get out there and out of nowhere, now you're out another three weeks because uh, you've, you've done something once again. So I think that was a wise play to err on the side of caution. Chuba played well. Check out these stats. Chupas carried the ball 56 times for 220 yards, 3.9. Christian McCaffrey, 52 carries, 201, 3.9. I know they're different players, and they do different things, but for him to fill in and and basically replicate it a lot of ways for just being new to the league uh, is great. Now, no one's saying he's McCaffrey. Uh, The the blocking, the receiving, the toughness, the leadership, all the things that come with that. Uh, But uh, just to get by for a period of time and know you've got that on the bench, that asset, I think you're moving forward – to have that asset to be able to get both these guys out there and like be able to have like fresh legs coming in like you do with your defensive lineman and have them come in in the third quarter and just kind of wear down a defense maybe like that. The problem is there's not enough ball to go around when Christian McCaffrey gets back. Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey, Tremble, Chuba. There's not enough ball. So you have to really – this is where the office of coordination comes in and office uh, the coordinator – picking the right plays and, and having the right schemes to beat the team, and that's why it has to be a collective effort. I think holding off uh, Christian McCaffrey, even if he wanted to come back, I would not let him come back this game, no doubt. Now, next game, absolutely. I think you, typically it's three to four weeks. Wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. You're saying that you would not have Christian McCaffrey play this coming week against the Vikings? No, no. I mean, the, the past week. The, the past week. The past week. The past okay. week. All right. Now, Sorry, this I was com- about ready to come over there and no, no, let no, you know no, what no, time no, it this is. This coming week? I think that, <laughs> you almost know, got a, no, 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 wrong, wrong, wrong. You, know, you got a three-week to four-week injury. That's, you know, the hills, he probably heals very quickly. And based on what I reports I heard in practice, 
I'm like, okay, yeah, he sounds like he's ready to go ahead and go. And then he's chomping at the bit to go because he wants to help his team. He doesn't chomp through the bit. He's not but, chomping at the bit. Yeah, he, he ate a hole in it and, probably and, late last week. And you're absolutely right. And the fact that he is such a difference maker for this team, I mean, having a Christian McCaffrey, I think you win more games with that person playing. I and, think even the, the, the breaks we saw with Chuba, I think he makes even more plays of that. And again, just it's only Monday, but you read tea leaves and Rodney Smith got released, so it makes you feel like, okay, you got Royce Freeman, you got Chuba. So it makes you think they must think it's this is the week probably. It's obvious. I know. I just have to say that McCaffrey's he catches the ball so effortlessly, wow. and he's he's just not like other people in in picking up blitzes and he does he, He's stout. I mean, he can hold up. And as great as Chuba was, they talk about he almost had a sixty yarder. He almost McCaffrey is that back who is the top guy in the league who yes. probably would have had that. <laughs> that's that's my point. That shoestring tackle, lace on that, you know, grabbing your ankle, that's that. I've seen him step out of that and Chris McCaffrey and go 68, 74, 78 yards. That's what we love about CMC is he can take a play above the level of its announcing. I mean blocking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Indeed. All right, stay tuned. We're going to talk to Eugene and the Zoke about Kirk Cousins and these two and three mm. Vikings, they had a they they had it, they lost it, and then they got it again at, against Detroit yesterday. That's next when we continue with Panther Talk on Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Go behind the scenes of your Carolina Panthers with the Happy Half Hour Podcast, available now on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Panther Talk continues on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Minnesota Vikings were almost one and four in the most devastatingly tragic way possible. Did you see guys see the game against Detroit yesterday? I saw the field goal. That's why I saw. <laughs> I was going to say I saw the fifty-four yard field goal to win it. They're up sixteen to nine. Two minutes left. Madison fumbles. Lions get back in it. Touchdown. Two point play. Am I right on that? Yes. Take the lead. So then the Vikings end up with a Greg Joseph 54-yard field goal to win it. So Detroit snake bitten because they lost on a 66 on the previous I know. <laughs> Their <laughs> coach was crying. Did you see him <laughs> yes, in the post-game? The coach was crying, yeah, by the way. So we'll get deeper into the Vikings this week, but just pulling them up. You know, Adam Thielen, good receiver. Justin Jefferson, LSU, second-year player. Conklin, Ellison Herndon, the tight ends. Uh, Dalvin Cook. Maybe. Is a cut above. What do you think about if he him plays, this week? Yeah, he didn't He's play this, the last couple of weeks. Yeah, if he comes back, Madison had over 100 yards running. He caught seven passes and a touchdown yesterday. I think Kirk Cousins is good, not great, but I think he takes a lot more grief because of his contract. You know, people remember the $30 million contract that somebody else had to pay him, but it's like, yeah, is he that kind of a quarterback? No, but he's he's good. He's talented. He was good with Washington for sure. He's had and, moments in Minnesota. And when you think of Delvin Cook, I mean, there was, there was always this uh, question last year, I mean, the last couple of years, who's better? Is it Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, Delvin Cook? That's always been that conversation. Who's better? Now, t- clearly, Delvin Cook playing for the Minnesota Vikings, that's a, better, that's a better team when he's playing. No doubt about it in my mind. But the same thing for us. When CMC is playing, we are a much better team. Cousins strikes me as, and they can all sling it, all the quarterbacks in the NFL can, but he just will take that underneath stuff all day long. Two-yard completions, three-yard completions that are like runs, essentially. And check it down, take that underneath stuff. Remember that game against Washington? He just Mm -hmm. so patient and hard to defend. 
and it's, and it's frustrating for defense because when you're just taking that low-hanging fruit and then guys are getting that yak after with the low-hanging fruit, then you start to play it close. And then you get a feeling run behind you down the field. Like, how the heck can you get behind me? Because they're setting you up. If a quarterback is patient enough to take that low-hanging fruit and get five yards, six yards, uh, a pass is like a good run, I'm t- it, it, it's, it does a slow diet of really defeating a defense because – Mentally, you go, man, what's going on? we got to stop these little slow-hanging fruit, low-hanging fruit, and now somebody's running behind you. Hmm. Their three losses, the Vikings' three losses, have been by a combined total of 11 points. Mm-hmm. So, uh, And Mike Zimmer's a good football coach. I'm fascinated. It should have beat Arizona, who hasn't yep. lost yet. I know. That was a missed field goal at the end by, uh, by the Vikings. Uh, so that would have, you know, no one's beaten Arizona this year. Cleveland's a good Cleveland team was also. a seven-point game. I know. They're a very good team. Coach Rule said something today about this week's ends game against the Vikings that absolutely captivated me. I want to share it with you guys and get your take when we come back with the final brushstrokes on Panther Talk, and it's next from Bank of America Stadium. Each week on the Jordan and Jake Podcast, Panthers Hall of Honor members Jordan Gross and Jake DeLome share their thoughts on all things Carolina Panthers. Available now on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Panther Talk continues on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Here's what Coach Rule said, and again, it's on Panthers.com toward the end of his his, uh, media exchange today. I thought this was fascinating. He essentially said, we're going to be good this week. You watch. Again, these are my words. I'm paraphrasing. See it for yourself. Form your own opinion. But he said when a football team that has the number of good players that the Panthers has, has those two weeks at Dallas and then that loss against Philadelphia, and, I mean, you're going to see a tidy, tight, fixed, angry, motivated football team. And basically what he said is you're going to, we're going to know a lot about the 2021 Carolina, Pan, Carolina Panthers after this Vikings game. And, and he's absolutely right in this one regard. Your personality should come through. Um the resiliency, the metal, the toughness that you have on a loss, a painful loss as we kind of described it, the next opponent is in trouble. And that's what you say, and you preach that all week long. You don't say it in the media. You say it in the locker room. Oh, we're about to bust these cats up. We're about to punch these guys in the mouth. Oh, yeah, we can take advantage of them here. All that stuff needs to be said amongst themselves because that's the type of team that you have who can put points on the board, and defensively they can keep points off the board. So, I, I agree with Coach Rule on that. Is that, hey, yeah, I can't wait to see what this Minnesota Viking game looks like because I think the real metal and the toughness of this team offensively will come shine through. So a question for you, and everyone's been talking about it, asking about it for a couple of weeks now. So they've led at halftime every week. But if something happens in that third quarter. As a player, you know, what, what do you think is it's something different every week in a lot of aspects? But in general, are, are other teams making uh, changes? Are they – philosophically doing different things and, and we're not adjusting quick enough or recognizing or what's happening do you think at the start I of the second I think there's a fallacy to think that the other team is not good enough to make adjustments and slow you down. I mean, yeah. I mean, Jalen Hurts, they stand around, stand around, stand around, stand around, stand around, stand around, and he should have put these guys away, but they're hanging around. That team is too good if you make a mistake offensively, throw the but ball. But, like, technically, he started running at the end, which he wasn't doing for three quarters. Exactly. So there was a change that occurred change. with those zone reads. Exactly. And that's what my, my point is. The other team is just as good. They play, they practice, too. <laughs> they do the same thing. They're just as good as you are. And if you leave a loophole there, they'll take the loophole, and they'll go ahead and burn you with it. 
I don't like Jalen Hurts because of what he his role in a defeat of of our primary yes. employer. But I like that kid as a quarterback. Very good. You have to respect what you saw. Yeah, yeah I no mean, doubt dual threat, not just a, a slinger of the ball. He can pass it when he needs to. Good show, guys. Thank you all. All right, thanks. Thanks for being Appreciate here. It. Thanks yeah, for being here. Thank you, uh, you moderating. Thanks. There you go. All right, for the Zoke, for Jeannie Robinson, Mick, see you next week for another Panther Talk.